Hey y'all, happy Sunday and welcome to our weekly sultry hangout. I'm very, very excited for today's chat because we have a special guest. So stay tuned y'all. Thank you for joining me. Hello, hello. This is going to be an exciting talk for the month of April. We are celebrating Mama Earth and we are talking about all things soul sustainability. And we have the wonderful, amazing Janelle Cox of Color Eat joining us today. If you're hopping in the chat, hello, hello, hi there. Um, as we always start our lives, let us know where you're tuning in from and, of course, what you're sipping on. Coming in to the live with us. Super excited. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so nice to see you. It's so nice to be here. Yes. It's happy Monday for you, right? Yes. It's Monday morning. Yes. I'm so those on coffee. Oh, sipping on some coffee. Ooh, let me see that mug. That beautiful Aries mug. Yes. Yeah. And happy, happy birthday. Still, it's still your birthday month. <laughs> yes. We love April. Love April. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I celebrated for like two straight weeks. So in different that's, ways. That's amazing. I think we should celebrate life every day. It doesn't have to be just our birthday. So I'm sure. definitely uh, one of those people that celebrate birthday months and even half birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love birthdays. And I was like, I need to make sure it's like recognized and I don't because sometimes like in years, I've just like, didn't plan accordingly and then the day happened and I'm like oh I should have you know done more but this year it was really lovely that's so great hey Larry so Hello. those of you who are joining today we have Janelle of Color Eats joining us in celebration of our sustainability month so um those of you who are joining let us know where you're tuning in from and of course what you're sipping on I am sipping on giant um, hard kombucha. This is like my new favorite um, brand. It's passion fruit and elderflower. So I've been I've been sipping on anything elderflower. That sounds so good. <laughs> it's very refreshing. It's very good. Um, and it's crisp and I just it's 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 yummy. So I really really um, uh, advise it. And it, I actually buy it from your favorite local grocer, Fraser Farms. Girl, I miss Fraser Farms, and I miss hard kombucha. We are <laughs> gonna get we're so y'all. We're gonna get into all of that. So if y'all didn't know, um, Janelle is one of our sultry sisters, one of our guest speakers, and she always shares her knowledge and love and journey um, of all things sustainable. And if you didn't know, she's recently moved to Korea. So this talk is to catch up with our homegirl and find out how she is practicing sustainability in another country, um, things that have evolved for her. So we're really excited for this talk. If you have any questions about food, about nutrition, Janelle, you can even add other things they can ask you. You can put them in the question box. And towards the end of our chat, 
we will uh, we will make some time and dedicate some time to answer your questions. Okay. Yeah. So let's start by like checking in. So you you were telling me that you've been spending the the two weeks celebrating your birthday. Tell us some of the ways you've been celebrating. Okay. Well, um, so I moved to the I moved to Seoul. And so I've been working like nonstop since I got here and I haven't had a lot of free, like every time on the weekends a little bit, but I actually had my first like paid time off. So I um, went to this, I traveled, I traveled in this country and I saw, um, got to see the countryside and just become more familiar and get like my bearings. And I went to where the ocean is. So I got to be close to the ocean and like as from the ocean side, like. It was just felt so good to see the sea. Um, so I did that and I did this beautiful uh, beach hike, coastal beach hike, and it was just really grounding. And I just felt uh, really comfortable and it was really nice. Uh, I did that. Um, and then I also, I, want, I wanted to see this cultural village because uh, human geography is a huge passion of mine. Um, and Color Eats is a huge platform for uh, kind of connecting, you know, culture and food together. And so I got to see this really neat uh, cultural neighborhood that at one time it was considered, you know, like the slums and they had hidden it up in the hills so mm. that no one can see it. And in the 90s, um, people came in and they just artists and they painted the whole village and brought in art and turn it into, you know, a cultural village where people come and, you know, take Instagram photos. But I'm also like walking and seeing the art installations and reading the history. So that was what I did uh, for my birthday weekend travels. That's, that's beautiful that you're able to spend your time out with Mama Nature, mm -hmm. with, with, um, with Mama Gaia. That's beautiful. So now that we have like more people like with us here in the live and if the, of those of you who are new to the soul tree community i want to take some time to allow you janelle to reintroduce yourself to our community tell us a little bit about yourself um where you're from and then a little bit about why you started color eats it's a three-part okay. question <laughs> okay <laughs> so take your time girl i'm, just I'm gonna chat away i'm just uh, sipping. I'm <laughs> Um, I'm originally from North County, San Diego. I grew up there um, in Vista. So uh, my, my roots are with uh, parents that always had a backyard garden. I grew up playing in avocado and tangerine orchards. Um, I had a real town country kind of upbringing. Um, my mom was always super conscientious of the environment. So it's always been ingrained in me and conditioned uh, to worry and care about um, environmental issues. Uh, so that's awesome. I think she was the first person in the 90s with a canvas bag at the grocery store. You know, she was doing all that before wow. it was, you know, happening. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a little tidbit. Um, so then I went to university in Chico. I wanted to kind of just change my entire geography. And so I went as far north in California as I could. <laughs> And I ended up going to university in a city that was liberal, that was leading the way in sustainability. And it was like a perfect fit for uh, growing me as a young adult. And um, that's where I got introduced to co-ops and farmers markets. And 
uh, you know, I was a quote unquote poor college student. So I learned to really be sustainable with my food, but I also, you know, enjoyed eating clean foods. Uh, but I was also getting the education to back all that up. So my degree is in human geography and sustainable community planning. Um, and so I did that for a while outside of college and realized I'm not like suited for a cubicle and very bureaucratic work. Uh, but uh, this is my passion. And so I kind of took a turn and I lived alternative lifestyles. Um, I was up in the mountains. I lived off the grid. Um, and that's where I really was like without water. Um, you know, like it was just, it was raw. And that was a very, uh, taught me more of a basic sustainability mm -hmm. uh, mm. by, by needs and means. Um, so I'm so grateful for that, like that experience. Um, Cause that really catapulted me into um, discovering color eats. It really came to me and how food is so important. And it's definitely a connector of culture and environment. So as the climate crisis has increased, um, so has my uh, using food to really use that as my medium to really advocate yeah. for, uh, you know, environmentalism. Um, so that was like, you know, the gist of it. And then I came, um, a, a dream of mine is to always live abroad. Uh, I had backpacked Southeast Asia in 2019. I kind of opened my eyes to Asia. And I always had like a connection, I feel like a, um, past life type stuff. And growing up a little girl, I was always mm -hmm. fascinated with a, uh, certain certain Asian cultures like ancient Chinese and ancient Japanese. Um, and now I landed a teaching position in Korea. So I came out here and in my heart and and who I am as, uh, you know, creator of Color Eats and just in my own being, I knew I had to be sustainable. Um, my eco-conscious, you know, little butterfly self just, mm -hmm. it flares up when I'm not <laughs> being uh, <laughs> conscientious. Mm -hmm. So I've just taken everything I've learned in life and I'm applying it here um, to a culture that definitely has um a lot of conveniences, yeah. But uh, I'm making it. I'm making it. A, I'm I'm uh, adjusting and doing everything in my power to be true to myself and mm -hmm. keep my uh, my footprint, my carbon footprint, very low. Yes, I love that, and I want to get more into the details of like sustainability and Korea. But I want to circle back to um, asking you you know, when you think of the term sustainability and now it's Soul Tree Sisters saying soul sustainability, I mean, what is, um, I feel like an, it's, we're in a, we're in an age where, where it's, it's important to uh, define our own, like make, define things for ourselves, but also to understand the general um, definition of the word. And so with that said, I kind of want to start, um, like ask you, when you were growing up, what was your definition of sustainability? And as you, because you've grown up sustainable since you, you know, were born, you know, before even it was a buzzword. And so I want to kind of ask you, what is, how has it been for you to see the evolution of sustainability and now landing here with the Soul Tree Sisters 
hearing the word soul sustainability and what does what does that ring for you how does that resonate with you how do you relate to it just curious that's a really great question um i think soul uh soul sustainability is so uh it's helped me it's helped me become more uh not just doing it for the environment, but also like doing it for my like mental health and like my self care. And like self care wasn't a word, you know, like when I was in college, self care didn't exist. And I wasn't always taking care of myself in a proper way. You know, I was, um, I was sustainable, but maybe I was like, letting other things of my my personal self uh, not be cared for. And that's unfortunate. So I'm glad that here, and Sultry Sisters, I've really like gained an understanding of how important it is to uh, take care of thyself, you know, and you can yes. do that through being sustainable. And then talking about the evolution of it, it's awesome. Like I use vegan makeup. I don't wear a whole lot of makeup, but I use vegan makeup now. And I introduced to more like um, the arts and how the arts has um, taking care of yourself, but also being sustainable at the same time. Um, and the big picture of all of that, I don't know how to totally answer that this quickly, but is that- Take your time, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're hanging out. Is that, is that I realized when I'm not sustainable, I'm not really happy. And like happiness is something you have to work out, right? It doesn't just happen. And so like, I'm realizing when I'm in- when I'm not in tune with my environment or I'm not being true to like my carbon footprint or if I'm overusing or if I'm not being true to myself, then my soul is like unhappy. So no matter where I go to take care of like myself, I have to also like, that is a huge part of me. It's like, I need to be unapologetic about it. Yes. And then I'm taking care of myself. I, I hear you on that. And like what came to my mind when you were explaining like how um, being sustainable and soul sustainable, like taking care of yourself and taking care of and advocating for, you know, the environment and sustaining um, our environment, how they go hand in hand. It makes me think of like when I'm stressed out, my room is a mess. Like when my mind is like like this, like I can't even have I don't even have the capacity to fold something and put it in a drawer. And, and those are the times where I'm like, hmm, if you don't have the capacity to fold something and put it in a drawer, maybe there's an imbalance. And so I think it's, that's how I related to what you're saying. And I'm trying to think like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because I, I, for me, that's when I know I'm not taking care of myself when I can't even do a simple task. Like in, in that case would be, you know, choosing to um, fill up my water bottle before I go to work or forgetting it and then just buying a plastic bottle. You know, they're just, mm -hmm. those are little things that may seem so minute, but they do tell like, are we being present? Are we thinking ahead? Are we mm -hmm. taking those, so, those time to be thoughtful in our daily practices? And I, in, in water intake is one of those things that for me is like the easiest thing that just goes out the window. And I'm like, wow, I feel this way because <laughs> I'm dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I could totally like relate to like what you're saying too. Like I'll like beat myself up if like I have to like, I forgot my water bottle and I have to buy something. Like I have mm -hmm. to buy something to drink. I like literally, and I have to like forgive myself. And that's been like a practice here. Like forgive yourself. Like you have a lot on your plate. You have a lot on your mind. But like if I, whenever like my carbon footprint gets a little too, I get like frantic almost. Mm. So like I have to also learn, you have to forgive yourself. 
Like, if you have to buy that plastic, you have to buy the plastic. It's okay. And what makes it okay here in Korea, and I really admire, is that their recycling program is, like, mandatory. Yes, let's talk about that because, you know, here here in America, you know, I don't know if people know this, but recycling is not legit recycling. It's just, it's just not. So Yeah, I mean, we throw everything together, right? So right. It's, like, very... Um, we always like put it off on the next person and you can also just throw it away and never been, never be held accountable. And I think with like the climate crisis is there's going to have to be a lot more accountability, Mm. but that's a whole nother conversation. And so I, I, and no, I love how you're, I love this segue because it's like soul sustainability and accountability. How do those things relate? And I hear you. And I think when it comes to, um, soul tree sisters, like accountability is a part of soul sustainability, the sisterhood, mm-hmm. the partnerships, the relationships. That's why we do collective healing. That's why we, we, we take months to around, uh, around a theme of soul sustainability. So we can really bring our attention to the intention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like no soul sustainability and accountability go hand in hand. And it sounds like in Korea, like, I don't know if they're doing that on purpose, but being, knowing that you're accountable for the things that you buy and that knowing that you have to, you know, be able, you have to practice uh, recycling, I think is the same thing of how for me and Tony, if we're going to talk about something, (laughs) we have to be about it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that comes back to accountability and back to like a full circle of talking about culture. Um, it's an, you have to like sometimes put yourself into a culture that doesn't, isn't what you were brought up in. And so in this culture, um, it's a group mentality. Mm. It's a group mentality. Interesting. In America, it's an individual mentality. It's like the dream, your dream, live your dream, be about yourself, da, 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 you know, which is great. Yeah. Uh, that's, that one culture is like that. But in this culture, it is group. You, mm. you you want to be part of the group. You don't want to stand out. Like you do probably internally, individually, you want to have your own style. That's why young people express themselves through their styles and things of that nature. But that's, I think, how they're able, the accountability is different. Mm. You know, mandatory, just for example, mandatory recycling. Uh, and what does that look like? What is, can you, can you break it down for us? Like, what does mandatory recycling look like? Because here I, I, I don't feel that. I don't feel mandatory recycling. I feel inclined to. I feel I feel a personal um, uh, obligation to, but I don't think that everybody around me. Mm-hmm. It's not a conversation. Yeah. So here it's like, yeah, like I had to learn how to do trash. And I was like, kind of how nervous. Do you do trash? <laughs> yeah, I, had, I was kind of nervous. So like um, you have your recycles. So then you go to your, like I live in an office tell, like a big apartment building. You go down, you have to keep your food scraps separated, and you throw your food scraps into one trash can. You throw your styrofoam into one bag. You throw your uh, plastic bottles into one bag. You break down your cardboard and your paper into one bag. Your other plastic bags are put into another. It's glass is separated, and you are sorting it yourself, and you're responsible for that, right? And then your trash trash, it has to be in a certain color bag, a pink or a white mandatory bag. And then the rest of that trash gets thrown away into the dumpster. 
And if they catch you like throwing recycles away in your pink trash bags, you can get fined for it. Wow. So policy, because of yeah, policy, there's a accountability. Mm -hmm. Wow. And with 51 million people in a small, tiny country the size of Southern California, I mean, they took hand, they took things into their own hands. Um, and before, like, before I moved here, like, you know, researching what I researched is I live in a, a planned community. Uh, mm. You can, like, rent bikes here. Um, it's a lot of public transportation, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, and they're moving their whole country onto, like, renewable resources. My students that I teach are well aware of solar, wind, um, renewable resources. They're well aware of it. They kind of blow my mind um, mm. when I've talked to them about climate change and climate crisis that's i mean so you're you're in a great place to to practice like all those things and i i i, I wish we had that too for when so when my family we, we lived in japan for like three years and we had to recycle similarly i remember um my parents talking about it i remember like my father like why can i put it in this and i'm like you can't you you can't and now that I'm older and you're explaining it, I was like, there probably was a policy in our apartment building that you will get fined. It probably was a big deal. And we also didn't have a garbage disposal. There was no garbage disposal. So we had like this little mesh bag that goes um, inside the sink and you had to just, you know, throw it in the trash. So that was also a thing that my family was used to putting everything down the sink. And there was like, no, we don't do garbage disposal. <laughs> yeah. So just like coming here, I was like, obviously nervous, like I'm moving to a whole nother country. Mm -hmm. um, what is that going to look like? Um, because, you know, I was in college <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. And, you know, it's cool to see these practices evolve um, worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, but when you have, yeah, and a lot amount of, a lot of people, you got to implement something. And it's just, that's something that I just, mm -hmm. it helps like, okay, like I'm recycling here. Like that is cool. Yeah. Let us know in the chat if, if you've, um, how you practice recycling, let us know, comment below if this resonates with you um, and, and, and let us know. But I want to also uh, talk a little bit about like food. I mean, yeah. because uh, I want to let y'all know that uh, Janelle was a part of our first ever sustainability, sustainable eat workshop where she talked about seasonal eating. She talked about how to um, how to remix uh, like a meal, like three different meals. She talked about, you know, her amazing bowls that she makes. And I just, like, I was going to say, y'all, if you haven't heard of Janelle and Color Eats, please go to her page after this live and check out, like, all the food inspo. Like, literally, like, that's, that, I'm an aesthetic person. I'm a visual person. So that was the first thing that caught my eye was just, like, the colors that you cook with. And I was like, why does that look so pretty? And, like, mm -hmm. is she really eating that? Like, when I saw that you, like, eat blossoms, I was like, Okay, I'm listening. Okay, okay, I'm here now. So yeah, I was like, so that's what Janelle came um, and started collaborating with us to share what it means, what it looks like to, to be sustainable in cooking a meal, and also 
when it comes to the environment and the seasons. So I want to kind of ask you, coming from Southern California, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you adapt and change to eating sustainably in Korea? I'm curious. Yeah. Um, well, I came here with like, obviously, my plat- my background is uh, I grew my family grew food. I'm, I need fruits and vegetables. Like, um, and so here in Korea, I don't have a garden, obviously. And I haven't found too many farmers, like there's no farmers markets per se. Um, but I have found some little hole in the walls that just like sell only fruits and vegetables, um, using cash only. Mm-hmm. So like, I just, I'm ingrained not to buy, I'm ingrained not to support like big box. I'm not going to go to Starbucks and I'm not going to go to a Walmart. It's just in my, that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. I'd rather support local smaller businesses. Um, with that said, I came in here. That's who I am. I can't really change that. And I'm so impressed. Uh, I'll put that out there right now. Korea's ingredients are amazing. They use such, uh, they use a lot less GMO in their food. So mm. their vegetables and their fruit have been awesome. Um, I am, you know, a single woman living out here, so I only have to take care of myself. I have a, you know, cute little kitchen, but I had to start, I had to start somewhere. And so, um, I have a right here. I've started my jar collection. I saw Larry in there earlier said he has his jars. So I came here with, you know, three suitcases and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I don't want to buy anything. Like I, I don't want to like overconsume and have to buy. I came to a blank canvas, empty apartment, everything, right? So when it came to my food, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, but um, I have here, I've started my jar collection. Show you guys. It's all salsa. (laughs) It's all salsa jars. Okay. Oh, wow. My jars, I have more coming. um, But with my jars, I'm able to put in my sauces that I make from scratch. Um, I have almonds, peanuts, flaxseed, um, my nuts. So, I mean, I kind of just take what I do and I apply, you can apply it to anywhere you live. That's so, great to know. Yeah, I, um, so here's this yogurt sauce that I make a lot. Um, yeah. and with the yogurt container, yogurt container comes in plastic here. So if I do have to buy plastic, I try to at least reuse it like one, two, three, four times. It's a container. And I don't want to buy stuff here. Like the purpose of me being here is to make money and save money. And obviously I live sustainably. So now I have kimchi in here. See, you can even put leftovers in there. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like you can put anything in there. You could even put things that are not food up in there, you know, like yeah, hair, t- hair ties and yeah, I actually put um, uh, my chicken, like my chicken bouillon mm-hmm. seasoning is I filled like these up. So it's like, they're solid, nice containers. Like they're not even like, yes, they're like and good containers. Also, you know what that makes me think of? Also, y'all, y'all plant mamas, plant lovers, you can take that and you can turn it into a planter because that top can become the bottom. You drill a little hole, boom, planter. Actually, that's like one of my sustainability like practices here is like I was I'm used to having plants around me, um, and Miss Mrs. Freshcatch I think she's in here. Oh hey, um, she's totally inspired my replot my repotting, and um, one of my 
one of my sustainability projects I gave myself was um, I make I I I brew all my coffee. So mm -hmm. there's a million coffee shops here, so it's like hard to do that. But I drink. I want to be sustainable. I drink yeah. French press, which is just coffee and water. There's no there's no paper. There's no uh, it's the most sustainable way to drink coffee, in my opinion, because it's wow. just coffee and Besides, water. I do the, I do the Keurig. <laughs> yeah, that, reusable, with a reusable. Yeah, that, yeah, Janelle just called, something that you called me out. Using. She was like, when I told Janelle I got a Keurig, she was like, are you getting the reusable one? She said it in a very nice way, but she did ask. She was like, just inquiring. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, girl, you're like, okay. I rest my case. <laughs> my heart can settle down. <laughs> <laughs> it's the airy oh, thing, girl. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, it's just like, it will flare up. Um, <laughs> good flare ups, good flare ups. No, but um, okay, so one of my projects, so a lot of my house, my furniture in Korea, they like, they do have kind of like a turnover, like if they're done with it, they just put it out on the sidewalk for trash. So people come around, there's like nice furniture and nice things. So I have found stuff sitting mm -hmm. out. I'm like, I could use that. I found a table. I found a nightstand, uh, a beautiful, like, beveled mirror with, like, real wood. So Ooh. I, like, collected that stuff, three things. And then um, when teachers leave, um, they have a whole apartment full of stuff. So you capitalize on that. And they were giving mm -hmm. things away. So I got, like, uh, rugs. And I got a bunch of kitchen supplies. So everything was, like, reuse. So I know I focus on recycle. But the next big thing that really is needs to be held accountable and we need to practice is reuse yeah not just throw things away like I'm not gonna just get this and throw it away I was like I need it for my kimchi you know like it has use yes a hundred percent and like I want to just uh, mention like Noelle in the chat hi Noelle we met Noelle uh, Tony, I met her yesterday at yesterday's yesterday yesterday <laughs> yesterday at our um sustainable fashion event and she's saying that she lived in Seoul for two years and oh. she found it smart that they sold the regular trash bags in smaller sizes than the recycled and they prompted you to remember most of the things we throw away can actually be recycled yeah. yes I love that thanks for joining that. us here Noelle I love that yeah. she lived in Seoul too yeah <clears throat> One of the things I acquired, you know, secondhand was mm -hmm. given down was <clears throat> plants, two mm. snake plants. And the snake plants came in these little jars and I could just tell that they had, they needed more, they needed some TLC. So I channeled Mrs. Fresh Cut and I had a sustainability project Ooh. and I replanted the snake plants in my coffee jars. Oh my gosh. I love gold. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then yes. the new babies are like thriving. They're thriving. And then I did this one too. Let's see. So I just got some soil and repotted them into my reuse coffee and jars. And silver. Oh, I love the metallic. I love the shine. Live Barbara Shine Bright, y'all. <laughs> um, so this is one of my, you know, I these plants were hand-me-downs, you know, got them from somebody else. And then these were coffee jars. And so... I did purchase some soil, but I have the soil and, you know, been, you know, can um, have more plants in my house. But I just Yay. like love like it's this was nothing was like really bought. It was a very sustainable yeah. project and they bring in a lot of 
happiness. Yes, and you love coffee. So it's like, it's really in your personality to have like a coffee planter. <laughs> yes, I do love coffee. <laughs> I, I also wanted to say, I love how you have this, this ecosystem of sustainability where the teachers like are, you know, passing things down because, you know, there is a rotation, you know, mm -hmm. being that you are, you know, coming from America to teach in Korea. So I love how they have a system already built of having a conversation around, hey, do you need this before mm -hmm. we um, throw, throw things out? And I love, and like, so for, for, for me, like growing up, Tony and I, our mother is uh, Filipino and we grew up um, sending um, our clothes to the Philippines and we call it Balik Bayan Box. So like, and there was a post today um, about uh, Filipinos and when it comes to organizing, we have three different types of piles, like the throwaway the keep and the Balik Bayan Box. And the Balik Bayan Box is basically a box that we sent to the Philippines of goods to, to send to our family. And they're usually like lightly used things that we have that we want to give to them. So um, there's so many cultures that have that ecosystem of, hey, do you need this? I mean, let y'all know, before Janelle left to Korea, she hooked me up. <laughs> she gave me, like, some really cute items. And um, she gave me this beautiful, like, black, like, tropical skirt that I love. And what I love about, like, the couple of items that you gave to me is that they make me think of you. And oh, so, like, even though they're, like, I, I don't think of them as hand-me-downs. I think of them as pick-me-ups. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I'm, like, oh, this is, this is Janelle. And, like, my white romper. I'm, like, oh, my God. I'm so, like, I just, it just feels good to me. So I just also want to share with y'all, like, do you practice sustainability in, like, exchanging clothes? Do you swap clothes? And maybe share in the chat if you've ever been given an item or given an item because I just, for me, it makes me feel closer to you. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it does. <laughs> I, I know. I love that. That actually that happens because yeah, I, when I was moving, I, you know, when you move, you kind of have to like, it's like therapeutic almost because you have to kind of downsize. And I really had to downsize. Mm -hmm. um, and I love my clothes. Like that's one thing, but with clothes, uh, Learn, going to your uh, sustainable fashion, sustainable fashion event, like way before COVID, mm -hmm. that was like, I had already known to practice, you know, like, I knew fast fashion was a huge polluter. Mm -hmm. polluter, polluter. Um, I know these things. Um, but that really was like, my um, catalyst. It, yeah. And like, gave me like, okay, support to do it. And like seeing the capsule wardrobes and being like, you know, like, and I had started like at a young age recognizing that I overused clothes. So like when I was 18, I was fast fashion, bought a new pair of cheap jeans every Sunday after work. Like it was out of control. Yeah. And I've like slowly like, you know, moving through my life, mm -hmm. downgraded that. But yeah, that event was really like a catalyst to being like, you can do this. Like you're allowed to do this. You're allowed to be like super cute and sustainable at the same time. Um, and my aunt in LA, she loves buying clothes, but she goes to estate sales and she has mm -hmm. her secondhand clothes. And so when you had your speakers come, they totally reminded me of her and, um, she kind of curates things too. Like she loves to give things to like my sister and I, or my mom, um, based on our personalities. Yes. Um, it brings her joy. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I love to like know that I can 
you know, give you that. I gave you those certain clothes. I gave another yes. Alyssa these certain clothes. And yes. It was good, you know? And yeah. here in Korea, there's so much material. There's so much clothes. Everywhere you look, there's clothes, 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 everywhere. And I want to buy things, but I, like, like I said, I have this block. And it's like, I know, like, it's going to bring me such short happiness. Mm -hmm. The guilt of it will outweigh the happiness of buying, you know, a $10 shirt at H&M in Korea. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, also, too, like like you said, the convenience, right? It's like right there, right now, right there, right now. It's the temptation is there. But for you to acknowledge like there you feel a block is great because, you know, that's that's discipline. But also it's not even discipline. It's just awareness and like pausing. It's like, okay, being intentional with purchasing. Mm -hmm. So pausing. And then, yeah, so I think that's beautiful. And I also want to say that I love that sustainable fashion um, event too. So those of you who haven't been to one of our events before the pandemic, we're all about in-person events. And we always were um, creating curating events around what Tony and I were interested in learning and growing collectively with our community. And bringing in those different women to talk about, you know, how to how to shop. I loved how Michelle Wood broke it down and said, like, so when you go into a thrift shop, have a game plan. These are the great things to buy. Buy boots, buy knit, buy denim, buy the things that are like really sturdy. And then care uh and then um uh Carolyn came and talked with the capsule wardrobe, talked about trans seasonal like outfits. And so I just think it's so interesting how, you know, they were talking about that, but then you do that with color eats, Mm -hmm. you know, foods that like are great all year round. Like, Mm -hmm. so for uh, our food sovereignty um, event in September, um, Janelle also led that talk and she, I had the pleasure of having a personal tour around her, her family home and that beautiful garden. And she was talking about the things that grow all year round, the things that grow seasonally. And it makes me think of how like, it, it's all like uh, mirrored in the clothes we wear, food we eat, what we do. So I love that. Totally. And uh, I mean, and coming out here too, I'm, I'm having four distinct seasons, right? I had my first season where it was negative Fahrenheit. I've never experienced anything that cold. Um, and it definitely will reflect in your foods. And I'm just so grateful I have like that food knowledge. Like I know like, okay, what I need to eat. I need to eat creamy, like sweet potato soups. I need to eat, you know, really warm foods. And I know like coming into like the spring and summer, I know how to like change that into like my soup bowls and my hot grain bowls into, um, mm. you know, my salads that are, you know, diverse. It's not just like some lettuce and cucumber. It's like a full meal in a bowl, but more light and what I need hydration and stuff of that nature. Um, so yeah, seasonal eating is like huge for me. And now I, I'm happy. I actually am in like distinct seasons. So it's really like, so do you, do you create, because you're in these seasons and you're saying like in the winter, are you craving like those, like you said, those creamy, those soups, those mm-hmm. like naturally. Yeah. yeah. Like you're cold. So like <laughs> you're, I, I, and I like, and so I just was like, I know, and I have lived in seasons before, but this was just an extreme winter for me. Uh, very dry, very dry here. Um, so, so yeah, I just reflected on my food. And you're, you know, I, I, I prefer to cook. So like, mm-hmm. and I was like wanting to learn when I came to Korea. It's like I want to eat out, 
but I still don't do that very much is because um, I, I just, I'm, I like cooking and, and I use food as like my therapy. Not it's your soul food. care. Yeah, it's my soul care. So, um, and one more thing about the sustainable fashion is um, I have been doing a lot of research on like how to find secondhand clothing in Korea because there's so much. I'm like, there has to be secondhand clothing. And I actually kept walking to work and during the winter, it was freezing. Nothing was open really in COVID. And now I saw these like racks of cute clothes, but all different types of clothes. And I was like, hmm. So I like was eyeing that for a while on my walks. And then finally she was open. I went in very very cool cool woman like eclectic her place like covered in clothes and um you know there's a language barrier but we're two women that like connected like she's selling secondhand clothes uh nothing had a price tag on it I'm negotiating I'm like this is cute and she's like showing me everything uh through the fact that I don't know Korean and she doesn't know English but we were communicating and so now I found her and she's like going to be where I go to buy like work clothes for the seasons. That's beautiful. I love that because you can trade, you know, you can bring yeah. stuff in and, you know, I, think I, just... I can. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was assuming. <laughs> no, I was thinking I could like, I don't have that much stuff. I was, thinking, I was like, I think I could if I brought some things and then like, I need some blouses for work. Because um, it's about to get really hot here. And I didn't bring any like, warm, like clothes for hot weather. So I was like, maybe I could like give her a pair of like, <laughs> yeah something I don't know or but yeah I was just so are, happy to find her it's also nice to know too like if you ever have to move like you have a place where you can bring your clothes yeah and you if you like you know you can do what you did for Tim for me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and like Girl, that's that's real yes but, um, I, I wanted to show one more thing that I carry around here in Korea with me is I brought this from home it's like really small it fits in the palm of my hand Mm -hmm. I take this everywhere in Korea with me because I never know like what's gonna happen, but it opens up to my bag. Yes, I love it. Tote, and it's really large, so I take this like shopping with me. This is like always in my backpack or in my purse. Like I always have it. Um, so it's just like one thing I do here, so I don't get like stuck with having to get a plastic bag. It's but perfect. A lot of people do have their reusable bags here, so okay. So you that's, that you see a lot of people using it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's like some. There's it's like there's some. Yeah, I was. I'm surprised about how much I do see that. Um, mm -hmm. But that's just like one practice I have. Like you could be anywhere in the world and like practice this. Like yes. this sits, fits in my hands. It's always with me. Um, Love it. So y'all, thank you for like you know rocking with us, hanging out with us during this live. We're hitting our 15 mark. So I want to open it up to y'all. If you have any questions for us, if you have any questions specifically for Janelle when it comes to sustainably eating, like any questions about her experiences in Korea or any kind of questions you have for us, go ahead and uh, put them in the chat or put them in the question box. We'd love to hear from y'all. Um, I'm so happy that we're here connecting. I kind of want to do a little like, take us back and talk about like how we met like okay <laughs> I love our story yes me too do you want to start or should I start <laughs> you start okay so like I think it was our first year of of sultry sisters we you know we didn't really know what to expect as far as like planning the events we just kind of went month by month by month and so every month we'd be like 
what what do you want to talk about this month or what do you want to talk about uh and it was i think it was june i think it, i believe it was june and we decided we wanted to do a soul astrology um workshop at one of our favorite crystal shops in oceanside and um the the workshop was all about like tarot readings and also like with what essential oil matches with your zodiac signs because we love zodiac signs we love the stars we love like um astrology and all those things uh, of course and so um while we were hosting that event we were able to meet janelle and her mama her sultry mama and that's that's literally how we met yeah well it's tech like it's really cool because <clears throat> my mom's always been like real good at finding like events and finding like things to do. Like ever since I was little, she found things for us to do. That was like budget friendly too. Like she just always was really good about stuff like that. And uh, at that time I wasn't like, I was kind of really introverted and I, I was feeling a little lost, especially in Southern California. I've been in Northern California a long time. I've been around like-minded people. Uh, I wasn't so much in Southern California mm -hmm. uh, and I was, you know, she presented me this, you know, this event. And I said, yes. And sometimes I was like at a place where I, I could become, I had become kind of introverted and wasn't always saying yes. So I'm just so happy she found it. Cause she knew like, I want to talk about astrology. I want to be around women. Um, you know, I don't want it to be like, Oh, that, you know, like, I don't want any of that energy. I want it to be like passionate. And like, I'm so grateful for that event. That was so fun. And I was yes. like, this is so cool. And, uh, you had and great I loved energy. What you guys were doing, and yeah, yeah, and then you were, and then you started just coming to the events and hanging out with us, and then eventually started presenting and collaborating with us. So it's been definitely like a growth of sisterhood and a friendship, and you know, now me and Janelle, we see each other weekly. We 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 move together. So I just really appreciate, and that's like been like the biggest benefit of 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 creating community creating sultry sisters like tony and i we never would have thought like it would lead to this you know we're two sisters that love to travel and so we would hashtag all of our traveling vlogs like sistivities and so when she moved back here from guam we started to do all these fun things and our friends were like oh my gosh i'll do so many cute things you're like you know you can do them too so we just decided to like be you know invite people and and honestly, like, I, I'm so grateful for all the people that have come into our lives through this. Like, Ixlali is in here. Ixlali started coming to our event, and she presented as well. She is a sultry sister, and she's all about all things sustainability. Larry started coming. I just, and, like, you are just a reflection of, like, what it means to, to really build a community around relationships with like-minded individuals and also like the fact that we all have something to learn from one another like Tony and I are like babies when it comes to food sovereignty and sustainable eats and and all that food as medicine Ayurveda like we're very new to that you know where we're really confident is like arts and and movement and and public health and mental uh mental health but this other aspect that what I really love about our community is that we, we kind of all fill in the gaps. We create this ecosystem where we come giving something and we also get something. And I, I feel that reciprocity so much in our friendship. And I'm just so grateful. Thanks girl. And I, I, I feel that too. And 
I'm just grateful to have these conversations. They're, they're like my Vista mom said, these are important conversations and um, they don't have to be stressful though. They could be beautiful and chill and, and just fun to talk about. Um, these are, you know, real things that are happening to us as a human, human, mm -hmm. humans right now. Um, so just using, I use food for my medium. Um, I, I, I love food. Uh, I love vegetables, mm -hmm. but um, I just feel grateful to have like met, met you guys because you really brought in the, the whole self-care aspect of this. And it gave me full circle back to like what I said, kind of like care for myself. It's my mental. It's not just what mm -hmm. I'm practicing. It's, it's internal to mm -hmm. uh, my happiness. So mm -hmm. yes. And we talk about soul care is whatever is sustaining you in that moment. Your soul care one day can be walking outside. Your soul care another day can be cooking your own meal. And your soul care the other day, the, another day can be, um, you know, giving your clothes to a friend and knowing that they're going into another person's arm that you care about. So mm -hmm. we're really like advocates to uh, about uh, about the notion that self-care and soul care is based off of your needs is based mm -hmm. off of what's available to you in that moment it's like it's not it's not accessible to say like soul care is going to the spa okay no soul care is whatever is going to bring you at to peace and presence in that moment and so um that's really what we focus on here and that's what i love about how everyone kind of brings like an and and kind of brings a new perspective of what soul care can look like. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like defined by one, but defined by us as a community. And that's why we say like, it's aligning our mind, body, soul, and community. Because as a collective, we're holding space for one another. And, mm -hmm. and so to me, like, that's what soul sustainability is about. It's not just about, like you said earlier, the individual, like, what am I doing to help the greater good? It's like, what are we? It's, it's changing the I to the we. And in those cases, I feel like mu much more is possible, you know, with that accountability, like sometimes the word accountability, like, it's like, <gasps> it's like, no, like accountability done properly is a very um, beautiful thing, you know, and it's Have actually like rewarding. Uh, because you, you take the pressure off of yourself. You're like, and on this big big realm of being right life is short we're only here for a little bit of time but we're part of like this big picture we're part of this big universe we're part of this long-term plan we might be here short term but we're part of a long-term plan so once you start to value something of that or value like that idea that like this isn't just it's more that ego right be like this mm -hmm. i have to do this like for myself right now it's not that type of self-care it's like honestly like having this value of rep like like respecting my past present mm -hmm. and the future yeah no i love that and i it, what's coming to my mind now where as we're talking about like you know soul sustainability and on like holistic wellness um, Iksali mentioned earlier, if I watched the, the documentary Seaspiracy, did you see that too, Janelle, on Netflix? No, I've been told about it though. Yeah, I watched it and it was, it was, it was, uh, it was very hard to watch. and It was eye opening. Um, but I wanted to comment on, 
the fact that when it comes to to social change and creating change, I think um, sometimes it for me like when after I watch those doc after I can watch docu- documentaries, um, you know they they leave you feeling a variety of ways depending on like the filmmaker and what they want you to feel. And like for instance, when I watched uh, Michael Pollan's uh, Cooked, you know when I watched Cooked, I had this greater understanding and appreciation of like ingredients and food at whole foods and in linked with your 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 workshop when you sustainable eats i started to get more curious and once i understood the the power of food as medicine i started to value whole foods i started to crave whole foods so it was almost like the shifting in my mindset and how i understood the role food played in my life is how it's able to create that change versus being told you need to eat plants because meat is bad. Like, yeah, like that is like, it's, 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 it, it, it kind of gives like a shame, like a shame on you mm-hmm. versus like mm-hmm. understanding, you know, and, ha- mm-hmm. and empowering us to make those decisions for ourselves. So see spiracy, like I, I was on my own personal stories and I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Blah, blah, blah. It left me feeling like in a very anxious state. Um, but very helpless too. And I had to like realize that like, you know, different kind of movies will invoke different emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very emotional person. But at the end, um, it was important to understand like how I wanted to practice sustainability, what that looks like for me. And some people, it may, it, it, it looks different. And so I try yeah like for instance i watched uh michael Pollan cooked and then i watched invisible vegan those are the two documentaries that i watched that have helped me sustain my plant-based journey it wasn't and those two documentaries are not based on shaming one or the other good or bad it's based off of providing you knowledge and more in-depth uh conversation about the role food can play in culture society and as medicine Mm -hmm. definitely definitely and and when it comes down to it like the world is actually really small like Mm -hmm. we all eat cucumbers around the world like we all eat these same foods and that's like food origins super super fascinating right but we all you're human we're all humans we all eat food and i liked about how cooked was it's seasonal but it was all around the world Mm -hmm. um and just showing us that it's very, it's quite simple and there is no guilt. Like, let's just, it's just keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad and this helped you. Yeah. And I love also how Cooked talked about region. It talked about people who live in this place, they eat these things. And like, if you, you can easily say like, only eat this, only eat that, you know, those typical diets, like, but how, how is that sustainable if you live in the mountains, if you live on an island, if you live in the forest, if you live in the city? And so for me, the whole, the whole idea of my, as my soul stain, soul sustainability journey continues is just to honor what's around me. And like, that's very evident in you being in Korea. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's like you said, it's, it's simple, like the, the pillars. And like, with yeah. that said, like, you know, um, we haven't had any questions come into the chat uh, yet, but I think I want to ask this question because you are you are my my expert. You are my expert in this. 
is like, what are your, like, if you were to give, create pillars for like being sustainable anywhere, like your values, like if, you know, be, be, being that you've, you've lived off the grid, you've lived in high dense, like city populations, like you are now, you've lived in Southern California and who knows where else the world, the universe will take you. Um, mm -hmm. What are some values that like you, you, that have, have been consistent in those okay. different um, environments to be sustainable? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the first pillar is to always like stay true to yourself. Mm. Uh, don't, don't fall into this pattern of feeling, feeling like you have to live a way that don't feel like you have to do what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Second uh, pillar is when it comes to food, like, I, I mean, I'm saving my jars here. I save my jars everywhere I live, you know, and buy the foods that I know um, I need. Can I get all the foods that I did back at home? No, but then adapting to that, like, oh, what does this culture, what, what are the seeds, the nuts and the vegetables in this culture? Oh, okay, they're eating a lot of this vegetable. All right, well, that's the vegetable I'm gonna eat. Purchasing that in whole form, local foods, no matter where you're at in the world, local foods, and putting in your time to go and prep it. That mm. was like a huge pillar. Like, don't be like, oh, they don't have avocados. I eat avocados every day. Instead of being mad at the culture, like where I'm from, we have, my friends have avocado trees. They obviously don't have avocado trees here. So not being, adapting to that, adapting to the region, and mm -hmm. then applying your, your knowledge to what is available. Yes. And I love, your, what's coming up to me is like respecting the land that you're on, right? Mm -hmm. Land acknowledgement, your culture acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in the world of convenience, you know, it's like, I eat this, I eat this, you know? So even with traveling, like, you know, it's like, what do the, what does this culture eat and what is available here? What is the, what is the land offering me? And I love that because that's sustainable because things change. Days yeah. change, seasons change, our bodies change. And 100%. so to me, like soul sustainability means understanding that change happens, but also being rooted in our intentions and our practices and knowing that certain things will carry us through the seasons and certain mm -hmm. things won't. And those things need to be let go. Like leave that in summer, leave that in winter. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are like two pillars. I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm keen on uh, uh, always keeping in my life. Mm. Um, and then the third pillar is to like, just lead by action. Um, you know, some people just don't know and that doesn't make them bad. They just mm -hmm. don't know. And you don't have to lecture someone or, you know, uh, go hard on that person yeah. or something like that. Like they just might not know. And maybe you're there to be this, um, you know, a, a person to, to, sh to shine light on that situation. Yes. Um, uh, one of like my, you know, I look up to her. She's, she's, I visit her in uh, Costa Rica. She's lived around the world. She's uh, a, a cousin of mine, but she's, she's older. She's lived around the world. Right. So she was living in, you know, Costa Rica she's, mm -hmm. and they didn't have any recycling. They didn't have any infrastructure of that nature. They didn't have sustainable practices. So what did she do? She like set things up, you know, mm. she wasn't going to be like, Oh, mad about it. She just set things up and like led by example. And so I have like, I have people like that where I've learned from and, and so just val valuing that, but not like, 
I think too, like when you, when you go different places, you can't, you can't judge the situation, you know, like there's a lot of air pollution here. Like I can't like, yeah, that's upsetting. Like, but I couldn't like not, not come, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like under my part. What I Yeah. It's understanding what's in our control and what is not, you know, that's, that's definitely, I hear that. Definitely. I feel like you were, you've been that example for me. Like y'all, Janelle and Color Eats has been like a kind, like inspiration of like, because I before, honestly, y'all before this pandemic, your girl was not like your daily cooking at home. I was, you know, eating like on the go. My my schedule was packed. So convenience was me. And so one thing that like this whole like, this whole process and this whole season of the world has 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 a how has um given me perspective on is or giving me the opportunity to do is grow an appreciation and develop um the the skill not even skill but develop like a a a habit of cooking and craving my own cooking and 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 now cooking is soul care cooking at first was like Now I'm like, oh my God, this feels so great. And I just, and like, that's what you show how when, on Color Eats, like you just being kind of transparent, like I'm cooking this, and I'm transferring this into this. And it really blew my mind, <laughs> like how transformative like cooking can be and how therapeutic and fun and creative. And me as an artist, I'm like, once I resonated with the art of it, it was sustainable. So it's also important for us when we practice soul care and soul sustainability is like being open to how we're going to resonate with us. It's never going to resonate the same, which is why like we're all like visual learners, audio learners, like um, uh, tactile. And that was the same thing with Janelle. It wasn't until I actually, so fun fact, um, while Janelle was in Korea, like, and Tony was here in California, we did like a cooking night, like a sultry sister cooking night, where she walked us through a bim bim bot bowl. And I'll tell you, I make that once a week. Yeah, because because, Fra- because Fraser Farms has oyster mushrooms, always the king oyster mushrooms. And so because I went and went through it with you is why it sticks with me. Because I'm a, I have to do it. I can't yeah. read something and be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. That's not me. And so it's important in our sustainability practice to try something, go through it before we yeah. say that's not me. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, 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 as a person that like, I love cooking and I love culture and I'm using my food as my medium to really talk about the things I'm passionate about, like climate change and environmentalism and being culturally conscious and you know human rights i use that all through food right so mm-hmm. when i came here i needed to learn like i'm a i'm a life learner so even if i'm not eating out every night or if not doing that i really still feel like i'm learning korean foods here i'm cooking with their foods that they're growing and their greenhouses that i see everywhere Um, I, you know, I'm making bimibap, I'm making kimchi jjigae, I'm making, um, uh, trying to learn, uh, more recipes and maybe I'm not doing that like outside and there's like COVID too. So that's like happening, but I've only been here and I, I am, I'm building my food knowledge and like, that was something I wanted to do here. 
Yeah, it's a it's a very humbling experience to just mm-hmm. learn and be be a student. I love that. And I I'm learning. I also learned from <laughs> I'm just gassing up color Eve because she presents everything so well. I also make sticky eggplant all the time. Oh, love it. Second thing I make and then you got she got me on the bean sprout. Mm-hmm. So now I was like I used to sprinkle bean comment in the chat if you are a bean sprout lover because before Janelle was doctoring up these bean sprouts I was like "Mm, there I pick them out or I just eat around it but now I literally put the whole bag in uh, my stir fry and like it was mostly bean sprouts and some uh snow peas and like leftover carrots it was bomb yeah I added that Korea thank you Korea Thank you, They're Korea. Me so much about bean sprouts. <laughs> yes, and that's what I, that's the that's the lovely thing about honoring like where we are, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about just this pandemic and COVID, how can we honor where we are? How can we surrender to the present? I'm not saying like just accept things that aren't acceptable. Like right now, there's certain things that are not acceptable anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't need to go into those details, but also with the self care and soul care finding those finding a space to continue to collectively heal because that's a part of our liberation you know yeah. making space to heal is a, is a, is a part of our journey to liberation and not um just succumbing to um things that are you know happening to us we that's i mean i can go on but that to me re, like our our resilience practices that have been taught to us through our ancestors is soul sustainability you know, like my family didn't say like, oh, it's cute to save all these jars. We didn't, we, Tupperware was too expensive. Yeah. That's the reality. It's like, you were telling me that too. Like it's, it's, it's culturally, you know, soul sustainability and sustainability has been a part of our cultures. Like, on you know, Sundays, singing with our families, you know, like having dinners together. Like a lot of these words that are, you know, things are being redefined and reimagined there's also times to acknowledge things that have always been here mm-hmm. always practices that have always been here it's just are we opening our eyes and looking at it and I feel like color eats is a reflection like food is here so it's how we, it's what we make of the food it's how mm-hmm. we it's our perspective and and how we look at cooking how we look at taking leftovers and remixing it that's another thing I was not a leftover person until you <laughs> until you I, yeah. and I wasn't about the batching I wasn't a batch cooking and then remixing them it's all thanks to you thanks, because you, and it's like you're having fun doing it and I and I hope that I do the same thing with the things that I'm passionate about oh girl 100% <laughs> 100% Oh my God! Yes, yeah, no, it's folly. Um, Yum! What's for dinner today? <laughs> well, so dinner- here, I, I, I don't know how much time we have left, but I haven't made as much um, of like my bigger meals here because food, like I did say, um, I, I'm more simple. Like I just get everything once a week. Like I don't have like my garden, so like I have to be like really budget conscious mm. and just like use what I have. So a big practice that I'm doing now is, um, I brought it here, is like I'm buying carrots, I'm prepping my whole foods. These were reused containers that I got from a teacher that was leaving. Mm. I didn't buy these plastic. She was leaving. I was like, I could use those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always have like carrots, 
Um, these are, this was an olive container. I got olives. Um, so this is all filled with chopped green onions. Um, green onions are in season. Mm. I'm just always having, just having them chopped and ready. Um, just to put on to everything nice. I make, you know, um, and ready to I go. Have cucumbers. I always have cucumbers prepped two ways long and this cube style. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm not making like bigger batches of food. I'm just having my whole foods ready to go and prepped and ready. And then, cause I get yes. home late at night now. So I just have to like, you know. Yes. I love it. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Like I know Tony wishes she could be here. Um, we really enjoy this conversation. Like Janelle's dad just made a coleslaw. Ooh, stewed cabbage. Yum. Oh, Y'all are making me hungry. I, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner today. Honestly, y'all Sunday is usually when I go grocery shopping and today I worked all day. So I can't even tell you what I'm eating for dinner. <laughs> it's, Sunday I try to do a little grocery shopping too. That's like kind of been like my practice here. Mm -hmm. um, and I just try to fill up like one bag. Like I'm just shopping for myself. I know everyone yeah. else and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But um, yeah. Do you have any like last uh, bits you want to share with the sultry community? Anything you want to promote? Um, yeah, I do. I um, I wanted to show you guys the fact that I'm making my own jars. So like I make my own sauces. So this is a yogurt sauce. Um, I just buy, I just put in uh, this is like a recipe I wanted to share with everyone. Uh, Naima, she's in here. She makes it. It's just yogurt, an herb of choice, like cilantro. I'm using green onions, garlic, ginger, salt, and pepper. But mm. I also am uh, uh, super passionate about this, but own mushrooms. Uh, they're a company from San uh, Carlsbad, our hometown Carlsbad area. Yes. And these are just superfoods. They I put them in everything. So in my peanut sauce that I have, or in my yogurt sauces, smoothies, soups. Um, I add my own mushrooms to everything. They're an insane amount of nutritional benefits. Um, this is an organic local company. Mm. Um, so if you're interested in like boosting your foods, uh, that is affordable and it's, nice. I mean, that talking mushrooms is a whole nother. Yes, we have thing. to do a whole live about mushrooms. Yeah, but if you guys, <laughs> Yeah, I am an ambassador. So if you guys are interested, uh, send me a DM. I could talk to you guys all about OM mushrooms, which stands for organic mushrooms. Um, my friend out here in Korea, she goes, oh, my God, you inspired me with your lion's mane. Um, so even living abroad, she was able to get it. Um, and then I have a code if you wanted a discount, 20% off. Um, so yeah. I, I put your I, I put love your I put your handle at color eats for all things mushrooms. Did you want to put the discount? Would you want me to put the discount code in the chat or did you want them to DM you? Oh, uh, you can put the discount code in the chat, but if you okay. also want to DM me, like I'm yeah. talking about how I, um, I'm not a huge like supplement person, but mm -hmm. mushrooms is like huge part of like, oh man, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I love yeah. So, Sounds um, yeah, my code is, uh, Janelle Cox. Is it all caps or just? capital J Janelle J A N E L L E C O X. Um, you just put it in, you'll get 20% off. Um, but they are really affordable too. So if you want an extra 20, yeah, they're at Fraser farms. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> you can get them locally here in North County because they're like right here in Carlsbad. No, I have um, the Reishi. I okay. like that one. That's yeah, the one I have. Yeah. The Reishi got me through the winter. <laughs> so I feel like adding this, adding this is my self soul care. Yeah. You know? Love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Yes, Naima. I still haven't tried the flaxseed uh, hair gel. I, I, I still haven't tried it. I want to. That's on the list of things I want to try. But I still think of you. And, like, that live is saved for me. I'm like, I got to go back. Aww. And then, like, Tony and I, after that live, now also started, like, washing our hands with, like, avocados. So, Thank y'all for like, I just appreciate that we have so many people that are in this live hanging out with us that also have contributed so much knowledge and like sustainability. And I feel like, you know, as a community, as a collective, if we all share the knowledge and, and, and form an understanding of like why we want to do this, I think it's easier. Mm -hmm. It's always easier. It's always better together. So thank you, Janelle, so much for joining us. Thank you everyone for, for tuning in. Um, if you're watching this later on, feel free to DM Janelle at Color Eats. If you have any questions for Tony and I, feel, feel free to DM us as well. If you're like, oh my God, I love the Soul Tree Sisters, we have an online intentional community called the Soul Tree Sanctuary, where right now this month, if you join, you'll get access to Janelle's um, Sustainable Eats workshop. The first one she did with us, she's done two. She did Sustainable Eats and then she did um, so, so sustainable eats on food sovereignty. So if you want to catch her first episode, well, she talks about seasonal eating. She talks about food prep. She talks about remix. She talks, she drops so many gems, y'all. So if you want access to that workshop, if you join the Sultry Sanctuary, the month of April, we are streaming it after it's not available. <laughs> so make sure to get that. But again, if you follow Janelle, you'll get all the gems. Um, we just really wanted to curate an event that really focused on like how to build a sustainable eating daily practice. So thank you so much, Janelle, for continuing to be like a contributor and sultry sister, even though you're overseas in Korea, we feel your love all the time. I know I do rocking your threads and I have so much love for you, girl. <laughs> thank you. Right back. Same, same. I'm so yes. happy to be here and hold yes. community yes keep living vibrant and shine bright y'all we will see you next week bye, bye.